This week we visit the city of Brass and explore it inch by inch until we find a shopkeep. Two. This and more on episode 150 of Indie Game Riot. Everybody, I am Josh. Once again, joined by Eric Hunter. Oh, hey. To my right. Although, if you want to be, you can be Josh with Knight. No, I, I would. I never want to be. I know, because then who would you? I could uh, not be attracted to. I could not handle the amount of poontang you slay off on a daily basis. I just couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I mean, it's only one, but I guess that counts. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, sorry about last week, life got in the way, blame Eric. Um, That's my fault. You know what, actually, any problems regarding the show, just blame Eric. Blame it on me. Send him an email, eric at IndieGameRide.com. That's not right, it's Hunter. Uh, all, all hate mail, eric at IndieGameRide.com. No, it's, it's Hunter at IndieGameRide.com. It's, it's Eric. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. I set up your damn email. I I receive emails. My name is nowhere on it. Bullshit. Well, I've been sending for I've been forwarding you shit to Eric at indiegameride.com. Well, stop it because I'm not getting anything. Are you being serious? You're fucking yes. Me. You yeah. It's what? totally Hunter. No, it's not. It's Eric. Son yeah, that's what I thought. So. All right. <laughs> Shows you that you don't even check it. I do check it. <laughs> I, anyway. I got things I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> oh. Until the Ooh. end of the month. So you're going to have to remind me because I'm going to forget. Sweet. Exclusive. Sweet ebony <laughs> diamond. Uh, Yeah. Eric at IndieGameRide.com. Hey, there you go. Just whatever. <laughs> uh, how's your couple weeks been? It's been okay. It's been... Um, I made the mistake of diving back into clicker games. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, um, okay. What... What is the worst? That has to be like okay. What is the worst genre of game to call yourself a gamer for? And obviously, in the literal, uh, I mean, definition like of the word gamer, obviously, you know, I guess. But seriously, Pokemon. So Farmville. You think you think the the social? I don't even know what the fuck you call them. Yeah, it's been so long since I played Farmville. I can't think of anything. What? You just mean casuals? I get. I mean, they're just mobile ca- games. Like, okay, casual. I think gets sucked in to to that kind of like Facebook game bullshit because there are casual games that are fun sure. and are good. So I feel like wrapping them into the same thing as like Farmville is is just a slap in the face to people that make those kinds of games. Okay, I'm with you on that. But anyway, I was gonna say like, be, like there's those kinds of games. There's like the bejeweled clones, right? Uh, which I mean, even the then, you can make three. a good one. Like that's a big thing. You can make good match three games. Sure. But there's a lot of shit like just King King in general as a developer is just. Yep. I want to give him a good old mushroom print across the face. Yeah, they're 
They're apparently they got a new thing coming out. Oh boy! I, so I was seeing advertisements for it like on YouTube a couple days ago. I was like, oh god, you're still around? Nobody's. You haven't gone out yeah. of it to oblivion and then just got picked up for your name by another company yet? Did they oh. ever? Did they win that lawsuit against uh, Banner Saga? Oh, I have no idea. I don't ever remember. I haven't. I, I don't remember ever hearing about what happened. Like if they like won or if it got dismissed or something. But anyway, clicker games are up there. You said you were, you've been like what kind of clicker games? Um. So you're you should be embarrassed. I'm not. Okay. I'm not embarrassed. Um, I'm embarrassed for spending two dollars. That's on... extra embarrassing. <laughs> so, I enjoy clicker games just because I like watching the numbers get so big. Um, so I was, I was a big <laughs> fan. Watch, love watching them get so big. I just love watching numbers get so big. But I was a big fan of um, Cookie Clicker, obviously. Uh, mm. Candy Box was another favorite of mine. Never because, heard of huh? Never heard of that one. So Candy Box, it's the same idea as Cookie Clicker. It's like, oh, here's a piece of candy. Here's a piece of candy. Here's a piece of candy. And then you can take those candies and get a candy bar. Or you can... Well, one of my favorite features was is you can take 10 candies and just throw them on the ground. And then you just lose 10 candies for no reason. Which I always thought was a funny thing. Um, but I like, I like those games where they actually... They do something more than just make the numbers go up like i like the adventure aspect of it so like candy box as a game is is ends up being like this huge meta uh adventure game on top of it that you right. don't really realize until you've played it for like so a like, day or like clicker heroes like that rpg ish type that thing is the like. opposite so that is what that game no that game literally there's no rpg aspects about that game it's literally all about the number okay Okay, trust me. I've, I've logged many hours in that <laughs> piece of shit game. What a piece so, of shit game. Click, 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 click. Yeah, right? So, recently, uh, I, so the game that I got back into was Soda Dungeon. Okay, which, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, so Soda Dungeon, for those who don't know, is an incremental game where it is an RPG where you go to this tavern and you hire adventurers from like 12 different types they all have different abilities you have weapons armor um, magic spells items um, you can level up those weapons and different um, characters and that kind of thing as you play the game and I got super into it uh, and the reason I got into it is because it's a slow game mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is it's not a you know like you know, boom, 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 next level, boom, 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 next level. Like it's, it takes, it's a turn-based RPG. So like you see every move being made, what could be considered in real time. And that was great until you get to the point where it's like, I'm not making any progress because it takes me a fucking hour to get through the dungeon one time because it's so damn slow. So it's like, do you... The pacing's weird on it. Yeah, so that's where the two dollars came from because I was like, I need. To speed oh, they this up. actually fucking. Oh, they sucked it out of you. Yeah, so I was like, you should I need be to speed ashamed. This up. I'm oh not ashamed. Uh, and I'll, here's why I'm not ashamed. I've never um, once paid for a mobile anything. Oh, really? Never once. I've, I've bought a couple of mobile games. There, I mean, there are games that I would consider buying. I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. Right. I especially, I mean, in, in buying a buying a game. Like, an, a good game on mobile isn't an issue in my mind. Like, seeing other people do that, I'm like, okay, well, you're just supporting a developer. They made a nice game on mobile. Sure. The problem is microtransactions. I hate the idea of microtransactions, and I hate the idea of spending money on microtransactions. 
Uh, right. Well, and a lot of that, in my opinion, is like there's no curating. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there is so much garbage on the App Store. Like the iOS App Store is a little bit nicer just because Apple like steps in and tries to clean all that shit up where like the the Play Store and Google, it's just it's a free for all do whatever the fuck you want to do, which is just that's where all the nastiness comes I from. I feel like I feel like the Google store does a decent job of burying bullshit. It may be a lot better than it used. I just remember back in the day, like it was it was really bad for a while there. Like you couldn't even find like I remember well, we, you mentioned King. Like you couldn't find King games because I there were Russian and Chinese developers who were yeah. spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their clicks up. I do I do remember uh I, I do remember that there was like when I when the first Samsung Galaxy came out what was that 2012? Okay. I got that phone and that was the first time I had like an actual smartphone. Yeah. Um, and I remember the store being completely crowded with that shit. But I think now they do a good job of keeping that shit buried. The only one that's kind of weird is there's a shit ton of Zynga game clones. Like I was trying to find um, right, like Words with Friends or whatever the fuck that was called to play with my wife. Sure. And uh, there's just there's a ton of them. Yeah, like it's it's too much. Um, it there needs to be like I I always poo pooed mobile gaming just for those exact same reasons about you know microtransactions and then ads and then there's so much bullshit. But there, if you want to look at, you can't deny the biggest gaming base. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you just can't. Well, that's thanks to you China. Know? Well, true. Because the Asian, Asian, a lot of Asian countries, uh, I mean, we talked about it before, I think, but a lot of Asian countries, like, that is, like, their main gaming source is, is mobile. Right. Console, second. PC. A distant, distant third. third. Yeah. Yeah. But Which I feel like there's, obviously, there's there's a lot of great games on mobile, um, but it gets so buried that, like, how, how do you climb out of that? You know what I mean? Right. Um... So anyway, so I was really enjoying this game because there's a lot of randomness to it, and the dungeon proceeding was a lot of fun, and I love the RPG aspects because, like, building that team and making sure they get the right armor and the weapons and stuff, like, all of that shit matters. Um, up until a point, I found out. I had logged, I think, for, like, 48 in-game hours, hmm. and I got to the point where there's a... So there's a thousand levels, and I was on... And after every 100 levels, you fight, like, the dungeon boss or whatever. Right. So... I was I got to level 400 and I started to progress very slowly and I'm so at this point I'm considering like okay I either need to quit playing because it's going to take me so much longer to like to continue to level up and get the right characters and the right armor to keep moving within the dungeon or I'm going to have to spend money. It's like man I've already spent $2. Oh and I will say uh, with the in-game currency you can spend money of the on the in-game currency to get rid of ads. Don't become a whale. I don't know what that means. That's like the that's like the industry jargon for people who spend like literally thousands of dollars on. Oh uh, well, yeah. But I thought it was interesting that they they had an option there that you could use the in-game currency to turn off the ads. Like I had never seen that before. I mean, I it's kind of the same concept of like buying the light version of a game, as opposed to the full paid version. True. Um, I I think clicker games are okay. One like if um, if they add another mechanic to it something interesting outside of just clicking and leveling 
Right. Because there's there was a game I had on my phone. I forget what it was called, but it was basically a clicker game, but it was set up in a way like where there there would be occasionally there would be waves of enemies that roll through your. It's I, I guess technically it's like an idle game, which I, I feel like is like the same thing. For the most um, part, yeah. Every clicker game ends up becoming an idle game. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so there would be waves of enemies that would come through occasionally, and and you'd be clicking and leveling and purchasing things through you know your tapping or I guess it would be um, to place uh, monsters in your dungeon uh, to to prevent like the knights and stuff from coming in and destroying oh, your shit. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, interesting concepts, I think, if you add sure. to it. But uh, for the most part, you should be ashamed. I'm not. Uh, but, but So I got to the point where, so I got to the level f- uh, 500 dungeon boss. And with my team, I was strong enough to hit him for like for one full turn, like 500 HP. Mm. But he would heal himself every time for like 550. So it ended up being like this endless loop of me hitting him for 500 HP and then every turn him healing himself for 550. And the problem was is I was limited on the amount of magic points that I could use to actually cast spells and to do that kind of thing, where he was not. So Was that like a, a built-in paywall almost? No, I think it was just... I think it was a, it was a combination of uh, poor programming. I think the fact that he has unlimited magic is bullshit, mm-hmm. regardless if he's a dungeon boss or not. Just bad balance. And I just did not have a strong enough team. Like, I was just not good enough. Like, there would have been no way for me to not beat him because he was that's what happened to me in final fantasy 10 (laughs) oh really so well so it's killing my phone obviously the battery in my phone's fucking dying playing this game so i put it on the charger the match itself lasted 45 minutes god damn of me taking my turn and hitting him for that shit (laughs) i walked away from it like i couldn't so when i came back and it's like oh blah 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 here you go the game's over here's all your loot here's what you won here's all your points and stuff and then when i went back into the dungeon and realized that i couldn't I couldn't get to level 401. I was like, I'm done with this fucking game. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I can't play this anymore. I deleted it, and I haven't looked back. So. <sighs> it's very upsetting. Uh, yeah, you should be ashamed. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. You know what you shouldn't be ashamed of, though? I don't know. Something you're ashamed about? Taking an indie news injection. Oh, we're moving on, apparently. All right, good. I mean, That's I can talk about my day. But no, I don't really want to I got. I got... Fillings Would you today. get got that herp? You got what? I got fillings today. Oh, and your teeth? Fuck that. Yeah. Like the upper right side of my face was numb for a while, and I had to do some voiceover work <laughs> with that happening. So that was classic. Fun. I was gonna say how that work out for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I did some uh, I did some of those voices for for Vance for his uh, game jam. Oh yeah. So hopefully Wait. not too bad. Who did you read for? Uh, Les and a, a, a cop. Oh okay. Yeah, I took, your, I took your role. No, I read for Clerk. Clerk. I think is what it was. Jay and Silent Bob. Well, anyway. <laughs> you kind of look like Kevin Smith, like a thinner Kevin Smith in shorter hair. So nothing like Kevin Smith, then. Is that what you mean? Yeah, similar features. And the beard. Yeah. I think it's, the beard is what does it. It's, it's so... Any news injection? You? you look like a red, you look like a redheaded Kevin Smith. How about that? <laughs> How do you feel now, asshole? Talking I'm giving, shit. I'm giving myself your mouth. a news injection. 
Well, you give me that Indian News and Jacks, I want to feel it. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. This week on Indie News Injection, the very first thing we're going to be talking about, and just quickly, briefly, because this is a... Quickly, briefly? This could be a a, a sensitive topic, depending on how you feel. Uh, okay. But Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, uh, recently came out. Oh, yeah? Uh, great game, Pillars of Eternity. I haven't yet... I've gotten a press copy of it, uh, but I have not played it yet. However, I don't feel right giving it a full uh, feature on the show, which is why it's a news. Because uh. it's it's technically... I mean, it's, it's developed by Obsidian, sure. which has developed for AAA games. Okay. Are we playing this game again? But this, yeah, this what's is indie, the thing. What's not indie? Yeah, this is uh, this is what's happening. <laughs> uh, but this is a much smaller budget, smaller. You know, it's all very low key as opposed to like Fallout. Sure. Uh, and, I mean, in the first game, you went through a Kickstarter to get developed. Yeah. This is, however, published by Versus Evil, which isn't like fucking Bethesda, but still, it's a fairly large publisher. Kinda. Um, so it's re- it's one of those games that like it depends on how you look at it. But I figured I'd I'd mention it because it is a good game, and uh, depending on how you feel about it, could be I hope it's a good game. It is a good. Well, the first one was. Uh, if you're a fan of like Dungeons and Dragons and watch Critical Role, that's a cool uh, one. Little interesting tidbit: they added a free DLC where they had the the voice actors from Critical Role. Um, also voice acting the game using their characters from Critical Role, the first campaign that they did. That's cool. Uh, so that was pretty cool, too. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Yes. The other thing I want to mention is uh, Two Point Hospital. So for those of you... I, I thought this would be right up your alley. Did you ever play the original Two Point Hospital? No, of course not. Really? <laughs> play something like this? How not? This is, this is like your micromanaging type of thing. Yeah, that, it's... Micromanagement games are like it's like it's like a drug to me. I yeah. can't I can't get on it because then I'll never get off. It's like oh. a disco stick. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I call it. Anyway, for those of you who remember Two Point Hospital from what, what year was that? I don't even remember. Actually, it was a while ago. Um, they are bringing it back, rebooting it. Uh, I guess. You could say, and uh, it looks great. And they actually had, uh, I think they recently got or were trying to get uh, like a big named um, musician to do the to do the soundtrack. I forget who it was though. This is what happens when we wait two weeks. I forget these things. Uh, oh, uh, Looper is the DJ. It was like a guy. This guy who was like. He, he does like a fake radio station. F- was it was it on GTA? I forget what it was. Oh, um, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. What? Yeah. Anyway, talking about the um. Uh, the point is, is that they're. The point is that it's it's looking really good for those who are fans of this game. I I, I love these kinds of games. 
Um, and uh, the whole point of, it, of the game is, if you don't know what it is, it's one of those uh, micromanagey sim kind of games where you're building up your own hospital, uh, managing it, the employees, the sick people that come in, the equipment, the money, all that sort of stuff. And uh, it is addicting, as, as Eric says. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and of course, you can upgrade all that sort of stuff. Drugs, but man. Once again, um, this comes from a. Uh, what is it? The the devs are from Bullfrog and Lionhead, which are two defunct uh, studios. However, they made larger games. Um, but the game itself is, I would say, on the indie side. But once again, you could argue that it's not. I guess. So once again, it's in the news. And once again, it's been injected. <laughs> we're moving on. The next thing is uh, kind of a general thing, not so much an uh, indie game only type of thing, but Steam is now allowing uh, Steam Link on your phone. So you can app. Really? Right now it's, it's dumb. Well, you, now you don't have to buy the dumbass hardware. Yeah, but could you imagine what kind of pipeline you need for this not to input lag on you? Like, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Technology is... Uh, Oh, I, if they keep... Well, that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, this thing will be great in five years, but if Steam doesn't keep up with it, like they haven't kept up with the Steam machines, then it's like... What? Well, it's because they never sell, sold. Right. Well, I mean... How much uh, it, does say, it does say degrees, Steam Link... It? it does say Steam Link will require a, a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi network. That's right. Or you have to be wired... This is stupid. Um, if you wired to your computer? You have to be wired... Have a wired <laughs> Ethernet connection uh, to a PC... Which is, I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, a little bit. Unless, like, somebody else was using the computer while you were siphoning off of it, maybe? I, I guess. But, uh, and, and I feel like I feel like that would fuck up with a lot of people's plans, because tethering, I don't know if that counts as tethering. Oh. Uh, I mean, I guess I technically you're not using your phone as a hotspot in that case. I guess it's the, it'd be opposite. Yeah, it'd so, be the other way around. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But, is that uh, even a thing anymore? I don't it know. Could, it, it is. I, it actually saved it saved me a couple times when I didn't have internet, but I needed something. I, I actually have some tethering available on my plan. Like, I'm allowed to do it up to a certain point. Oh. Uh, but anyway, this is something that I think would be really cool um, if they continue to refine it True. to the point where it doesn't have to be on this huge-ass... Like stupid, you know. Like, what, what's the point if you have if you need all this extra shit? Like, if you can't do it just straight off your phone. Um, but it, that is yeah. a lot to 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 channel through. So, and it's gonna um, kill your battery too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could plug it in, and then it'll explode from overheating. There you go. So that's always fun. <laughs> Blame it on Steam. Uh, but I, I, I wanted money. to bring this up because I mean, uh, obviously, indie games are a huge part of Steam, and. Yeah. Um, you know, people could develop with that in mind. People could be playing it on their television once again. Uh, except for, you know, I guess people already do that for the the three people that bought it for the actual Steam machines. But hey, it's a yeah. great idea. It is. I think. I think Steam machines are a great idea. It's just, it's just it didn't work out. I mean, you got to take care of your own shit, man. Like you can't let bugs and and. <laughs> Hardware not being updated for months on end, and expect your your base to still be there. A lot like, of people wait. really like the the controllers. I thought they were stupid looking. I would like to mess with one. 
I don't think I could spin them as if they're like 50 or 60 bucks or something like that. I don't think I, mean, I could spin them. That's how much controllers are for any console. Right. Unless you get, unless you get to mean, like the knockoffs. But. Like, you know what you're getting with a micro, with an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. Like, you have a good idea of what it's going to feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, after that is your turn because you added these. It's true. Do you remember Bloodstained? No. No? No, nobody else does either because it was a, <laughs> it was one of the biggest Kickstarters uh, for a video game in Kickstarter history, and they had absolutely zero product to show uh, when the Kickstarter started. Anyway, apparently that game's supposed to be coming out this year, maybe next year. Uh, but they did a uh, they hired a, an indie studio to build an eight bit uh, looking style spinoff game called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. That's coming out later this month. So I'm, I'm assuming you're a fan. Uh, I mean, I like Castlevania games. I'm a Castlevania game fan. Uh, I think it's weird that I don't I don't know what the point of this is. I don't. I mean, the the Kickstarter was what three years ago, four Nostalgia, years ago. Nostalgia, baby. I get well, yeah, but I mean, there's I don't know, like just make that's it, the point of everything it? in the 2010s decade. The 2010s is that what mm-hmm. we're calling? I don't know. I actually don't know what to call this thing. Sorry, I'm my mouth. I don't know. Twenty. It's Thursday. It's 2018. So, I actually oh, had to look at the date to make sure it actually was 2018. We're almost in the 20s, baby. The roaring 20s. Yeah. No, I just <laughs> thought that was such a weird, out of left field thing. But, I mean, I'm gonna buy it because it. That's that's my jam right there. But I mean, I'm gonna buy it. You're the same person that bought. Uh, what's that Mega Man game that was shit? Oh, Mighty Number no. Nine, dude! Yeah. I, I kickstarted that bad boy at the sixty dollar <laughs> tier. I knew it. At the sixty dollar tier, I'm still. I don't think I ever got my. I was supposed yeah. to get a box, like a physical box. Did you file? Game. Did you file a police report for getting robbed? No, oh, no, I didn't. But I haven't kickstarted a game since then. Because <laughs> so, I'm oh, still waiting on Mighty Number no. Nine. That's an interesting. That's an interesting conversation for another day. Is how shit games, shit uh, releases and products from Kickstarter end up hurting Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, that's a good. That's a good topic for another. Time. But it doesn't hurt the gaming industry because that's what it's built on nowadays. Basically, no. Just release it. We'll fix it later. We promise. Give us your money. Give us your money. Give us your money. Give us your Red, money. I wish Give Red was money. around because he had a good. Uh, he had a good counter argument to that. Because uh, we talked oh, about God, that really? a long time ago, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was basically like, like, would you rather? Because back in the day, like it was that long ago, but back in the day, you got your game and you got what you got. If it was buggy, you're fucked. Right. Because at least they can fix it now, even if they do release it. Would you rather it this way or have a game I, that's just fucked? I still wasn't. I still wasn't pre-ordering games though. Well, no one was because that wasn't a thing. Not sure really. was. I don't remember. Well, I don't oh, remember. Madden either. was the first game you could pre-order, I think. Because it was the first series that you knew was coming out next year. But, yeah, no, I I mean... Yeah, so, yes, of course. You know, like, if you go back and you play... Especially, like, a ton of those licensed games from back in the day. Like, Predator and Terminator and Beetlejuice. Like, those games were, were like, just outright trash. But... Maybe it was different to me because you could rent the game. You weren't spending $60. You were spending I never five. rented games. Huh? I never rented games. 
Oh really, man? That's all. Well, my uncle owned a video well, store, so because I mean, well that helps too. Good. But because I, yeah. I always <laughs> thought it was a waste of money, because I'm like, it's not like I'm gonna finish it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna True. finish this game. True, but I I mean, in this instance, you can't you can't just rent the game. You have to rely on reviews and influencers, and unfortunately, nine times out of ten, those all of that's a crock of shit to begin with. So you don't know who to trust anymore. So it's like. Do you just go all in and spend the sixty dollars and pray that you get a, it's good? And if it's not, then they fix it down the road. Or you know, do you that's, not that's, buy it off? That's an interesting service idea that I feel like someone might have done already. But like, if, if there was a, a service where you could, you know, purchase a game for you know, like uh, like a couple a day, hours for just a little bit just to try it out. You know who did that? Who did that? Ooh yeah, did they? Yeah, that was part of their business model. You had to have a uh, kind of like a vertical slice free demo uh, version of the game to download for somebody to play for free. That's not a bad idea. It's I mean, it, idea. that's a. I mean, it's, at least for consumers, it's kind of a pain in the ass for devs. Yeah, but I mean, if it if your game is good and it's yeah. not buggy as hell, and you're not promising to fix issues six, twelve, eighteen months down the road. Then that's money that sticks. That you know that person yeah, now tells it, another person if the game's good, and they go out and buy it. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for shareware to come back. Like I, I feel like that we need a vertical slice business model again, where like this is the first level of the game, where this is the prologue to give you an idea of what the games look like. I mean, it's I, only a minute game level. I've had but, devs tell me because it's like oh, it's such a drain on resources, and I'm like, yeah, I understand that. Because these are people that like wanted advice for Kickstarters, and I'm like, I understand that, but man, people are investing in your game essentially, right? And you have to you go need that to have. Line. You can't just be like, here's some pictures, because yeah. people here's have been video. burned. People yep. have been burned on that. You need to have some sort of complete segment so people get an understanding of what's the the finished product going to be, yep. you know, similar to. But anyway. Like, and the game I always point to is. Um, uh, Rogue Legacy. You've played. You've played Rogue yeah. Legacy, haven't you? Mm -hmm. So that first part of the game, where you play like you know the great 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 grandfather that started this whole mess, right? Like how easy would it have been to just release that section of the game and say, hey, this is free for you to play to try it out to see if you like the game. Not only are you getting sucked into the story, but you're getting a complete idea of how the game's going to play, how the mechanics roll out, like how it's going to feel, like that. Yeah, you and I think build, I think it does start work that from the ground up. You don't do it afterwards. And demos don't work for every genre, though. That's the other thing. True. So yeah, like an RPG would be tough, or yeah. but if you're not doing anything, then you're losing. Or like that's the thing. Games. Like that's that's the whole issue. Is like if you're just like if you're just going with the rest of the sheep, then you're not doing anything. You know, oh, we've tried nothing and nothing and, and everything's failed. Like yeah, no shit. Like. <laughs> Do something. Do something different. Like take a chance. Like you know, step out of your bounds. Like build it from the ground up. Don't try to force it afterwards. It never works that way. Once again, that's another topic that we could probably talk hours on. Is just rip somebody's asshole. <sighs> what? Uh, let's start. We're, we're you know, indie game riot consulting services. We're going to be doing that next. There you go. That's not a bad idea actually. <laughs> we'll be uh, cheap too. Yeah. Real cheap. Real cheap. Like mm. just just send us some hot pockets. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. I can't. Have I won't hot eat pockets. them. Yeah, I'll I collect. Can't, them. I can't have. You just collect hot pockets around sure. your house. 
I'll just... buy a whole new freezer just to put Hot Pockets in. A Hot Pocket freezer. That, I feel like that's an oxymoron. No, I don't think so. Hot Pocket freezer? No. We're good. <laughs> hey. Uh, you know what we're not hot? Yeah. We're not. We're going to talk uh, about Super Hot. Yeah, there's a segue that we missed. Good. Oh, let's hear it. No, well, I mean, Hot Pocket, Super Hot. There was a connection there somewhere. God, you're terrible at these segues. I need to get you a book about how to write a segue. I don't see you coming up with anything. So, the new Super Hot game has been announced, and it's going to be Japan inspired. Japan inspired. So, Japanese culture, you mean? Well, yeah. Um, so, the reason I, I picked this is just because things like this to me are interesting. Um, because anytime that a developer comes out and they have this huge knockout hit, you always wonder what they're going to do next, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for like Jonathan Blow, like he came out with Braid. And then he turned around six years later, or whatever it was, after the game had been released, and did um, the witness. Yeah, the witness, which was like, oh, you know, just another mind-bending, you know, beautiful creation that he did. Um, Braid was better. Do what? Was Braid better? Braid was better. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, the witness was very repetitive to me. Yes, but. It's so unique. Like, I'm okay with that kind Is of repetitiveness. I think so. I mean, it's just puzzles. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Okay. And Braid like, is nothing... just another flat platformer. If you want to play Well, that. no, because it wasn't just another flat platformer. Sure it was. It took, it, it had was a... zero new command, uh, um, game mechanics in it. Okay, what other game mechanic had, had puzzle platforming with time bending? Oh, God. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, uh, Blinks, the Time Cat. I mean, there's other games out there that have okay. done everything he's right. done. Listen here. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, there's, you know. You're right. There's, you're not, right, you're right. there's not really any such thing as a new idea. Portal was not a new idea. It was a creation of a, of a different game that it's. I think we t- I think we said that before. It was Aristotle that said there's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah. No, I just, whatever. You're just so quick to poo-poo everything. I thought I was the asshole on the show. We're Game Man. Grumps, aren't we? We should go by that. We should go by that. We'll grow our audience. We'll just use the Game Grumps brand. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to have to refresh me in my memory what Game Grumps is because it's been a long time. Jesus. You're out I, of the social... The... That's all right, man. I, You know, I do other things in my life. Anyway, I'm so they're adult. basically making a super hot game that's going to take place in Japan. Okay. I just find that hilarious. So it's going to be super hot, but with like samurai swords, which Probably. is actually already in super hot. But I right. Guess. Yeah. And it's already been done. In other I mean, games like real steel. I feel like I feel like if if that's the case, you can just do a Binding of Isaac thing and just add extensions. So, yeah. So wouldn't that just turn it into like a dungeon light or a, or a, a rogue light? kind of game where like it's just constantly changing and you know there's well, I mean, or not you even, can turn it into like a hitman I mean uh, not even that I'm just I'm just saying the, the simple concept of just adding the you know you get the paid for DLC like Binding of Isaac you know what I mean because all you're doing is changing the skin with new levels like it's like what true. it's still super hot right so that's what they're why saying not just so. tack it on to super hot and have people pay like 10 bucks or something depending on how big it is yeah so they're saying it's 15 to 18 regular levels, three to four endless levels, and will be priced, quote, very reasonably. <laughs> what was that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just found that interesting because it's like... I, I feel I like I'm being know. sold something at a bazaar in, in the Middle East. <laughs> right. Very, very reasonably priced. 
I can't well, no, do it. So I'm just curious to how that board meeting went. Where it was like, guys, what do you want to do next? Like, Super Hot was such a big deal, and like we could pretty much do whatever you want. Like, let's make a skin version of Super Hot. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Instead of red guys, let's make them blue. <laughs> they'll be red with samurai swords. There you go. And we'll call nah, it Japan. That would be interesting. So, there you go. I, uh, I look forward to it. That's what I'll say. I look forward to playing it. I'm just shitting on it. It's super hot. It's a fantastic game. Oh, super it's amazing. Hot. Gosh. Super Mind hot. Blood. Hey, you know what's super hot? Mm. Starting mm. a riot. Huh? This week on Starting the Riot, we're talking about City of Brass by Uppercut Games. City of Brass um, is made by, or upper, Uppercut Games is, is uh, made up of developers uh, from uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. I had a brain fart. Right. Uh, senior developers, so they know what they're doing, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, they're just old. That's all that means. Uh, you, can see, you can see some Bioshock. Uh, okay, you can. Bioshock-esque-ness to this. Yep. Um, but basically, you are running through uh, what is basically Agrabah <laughs> uh, with a sword and whip. And uh, I think this <clears throat> there's combat in this game, obviously, but I think the, the main idea of this game is to really go, go, go fast. Got to go fast. Um, <laughs> even though they're not really doing it in this game. But I, from, from that's the feeling I get. I have not played this because I, I didn't... They did send me a fucking press review. Oh, what dicks! Just kidding. Um, but from what I've seen, that is, it, you're supposed to go fast because there's traps, there's the enemies, and you're just kind of like dodging through it and using the environment to help you progress. So there's like, uh, you can pull people or you can pull items like on top of enemies, I believe, or you can like pull enemies into like pits. Um, I like the whole aesthetic of it too. The whole like. Agrabah type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a setting that you see too often anymore that I can think of. Um, there's a well, no, seriously. There's like a uh, what's the word I'm I'm trying to think of? I don't know. There's a there's a whimsicalness. Like there's a no. whimsy uh, to to this setting that I enjoy. Sure. Um. So. Do you do you like playing these action games? Because all I hear about is like I like to micromanage. Every other game sucks from you. That's not true. Yeah. That's no, true. I like these games. Um, I don't. The problem with me in these games is continued play. So like, if there's nothing like continuing, like you know, kind of pushing me through the play. So like, Bioshock Infinite is a good. Uh, is one of those games that like, the things around it were so compelling that I. It kept wanting. It kept drawing me in. Mm. Um, but like, there's certain things about this this game that I do like, like the whip specifically. Um, they they really use it as like that defensive measure. So I don't know if you've seen any bits of the um, the gameplay footage that were like, but if you whip the person, the skeleton or whatever, in the head, yeah, like they'll be stunned. And like, kind of like, fall back and like hold its head. Like little things like that are intriguing to me to like get me started. Strategic. But like, yeah, the strategy involved. Yeah, I like that idea of like the Do, uh, is score is is keeping score enough incentive for you? No, 
because that's part of this game is there's a there's a score there's like chests and upgrades and things like that that increase uh, that increase your score and there's a, I'm not sure if this is considered a roguelike or roguelite but there's basically you're trying to I hate those words there's like an there's an exit to the level uh, right so I mean, that you're trying to get through playing. to yeah yeah and 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 um, there's like a, I, I'm pretty sure there's a timer. Yeah, there's a timer involved. You can see the uh, yeah. hourglass there. Um, so, like I said, there's there's you have you have to get through these things with speed. That's that's what I was talking about before. So this guy, I feel like whoever's playing this, um, I forget the guy's name, but the link will be in the description if you want to watch it. But he's taking this kind of slow. Like I f this seems like something that you're trying to sprint through, and you're just kind of like whip whip slash slash, and just kind of like. Uh, reacting as quickly as possible. Well, so you want to play like Mirror's Edge style, kind of. That's like what, you better. Yeah, yeah. Like you've constantly need to be running. Oh I, shit, that was cool. Kinda, kinda. I think. Um, I don't think it's as fast paced as that, but I feel like the faster you go, the better it goes for you. And I think that's part of the fun that they've built into it is that you're trying to uh, like feel badass with you know just by by flying through a level and. Right, getting you feel godly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's cool. So there's, uh, I think it's like it seems like a light story story to me, but uh, there is a story to it where you're basically, uh, you you're imprisoned, um, and then of course you find a genie because this is Agrabah ish, and that's the thing that you have to. Uh, it's a city do. of mystery. Yeah, you have to you have to have genies, of course. Um, and then that genie is like I think the system for your upgrades that you get throughout the game. Um, That's very Bioshock esque. Your I guess because frame. of those, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of like those those vending machines from Bioshock. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And uh, of course, there's uh, I mentioned the traps and using an environment, and you can pick up things like pots and toss them, and they explode, uh, set your enemies on fire, that sort of thing. Um, let's see. Oh, you can you can change the uh, difficulty of the game to however you want it to be. They they call them blessings and burdens, so you can have like uh, things that give you an advantage when you're playing the game, or you can things that give you disadvantage. So that way, uh, you can add more challenge for yourself. Especially this game is probably perfect for speedrunners, yeah, um, uh, who do it legitimately. Every other speedrunner, I think, is bullshit in my opinion. All right. I like how you can use the whip too to to travel through uh, to travel through the level. So there's like these yeah. little I think you just saw it in the gameplay. There's these little rings that you can like whip onto and swing across traps and stuff like that. Yeah, this uh, game looks great. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I missed. This again with the like rogue light rogue like thing of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the levels might be different every single time you play. Oh, so they're procedurally generated. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case from what I'm seeing here. Um, any other little bits of tidbit that you'd like to uh, mention? No, this game looks killer. Like it's like you were saying, the aesthetic's really nice. Um, it looks very smooth. I think I think the um, one thing I don't like is, and I guess it's not. It's just me. Uh, I've never really enjoyed games that are um, contained like this. Like it seems like the levels are very 
Oh, they're linear. I don't. I I don't know if it's linear. It just seems very uh, small the levels to me. Oh. But I guess well, that's the nature of yeah. If you're speed, it goes back it. to the speed thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, this was released on the 4th. It's on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation 4. Uh, oh. Did you do your job and look at the price? $19.99. Ah, there's, there's my boy. $19.99. <laughs> I did stop. Attaboy, Blue. <laughs> City of Brass by Broke Up Games. Um, Very cool. You know what we're going to give an uppercut to? My face. When it dives right into the peep show. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're bad. Please give all your attention to Early Access. This week on Peep Show, we're talking about a game that we've talked about before, but haven't, because this is the second one, in what could be a franchise Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, I did enjoy the first one. That game is Shopkeep 2. Uh, we did talk about Shopkeep the first. Uh, me- it's probably a couple of years ago, at least. Um, and it's a good game. It's, again, it's one of those kind of uh, sim managing games, but uh, instead of building up a hospital or whatever the fuck we were talking about earlier, <laughs> uh, right. you, I have the wrong overlay on. Hold on. There it is. Uh, and it's by Str- Strangefire. Anyway, the first one you had to uh, manage your own fantasy store. So you were selling potions, weapons, armor, things like that. Uh, The standard fantasy wear, and you ran your own shop, setting prices, keeping things clean, making sure people don't steal shit from you, uh, and just expanding and expanding as much as you can and making profits. This one adds has that, uh, plus uh, a little bit of graphical upgrades, because the other one was very... uh, uh, hexagonal and, and low detail. This has a little bit more detail. This is also a little bit more open world. You can travel you, you could travel around the town in the first one and find some items occasionally. But this one you can actually travel around the town, talk to people. Uh, it, it feels a little bit more lively um, because the other one was basically like one main road with a couple of alleyways that you can go through. Um, there's multiple buildings that you can go in and people to talk to. There's quests. Uh, you can actually use some of your items to go out and uh, fight things and, and find more like cool items to sell. Um, in the first one, there was something similar, but you didn't do it yourself. You basically hired an adventurer, send them out, they do whatever, and then they come back and you, you know they'll just kind of give you a message of what the result was, and then give you like unique items and stuff when they came back, depending on you know how difficult it was. Oh, okay. Uh, but this one, it, you do it yourself. Uh, you can also, there's more expanded gardening, because in the first one, you could kind of set up a garden in the back with like a little square plot. This one, they like have a whole thing outside. Uh, you can chop wood. You can. It's just, they added just a ton of stuff. There's fishing, for instance. Um, baking. You can hire someone to do that. Uh, so can I ask a dumb question? Uh, sure. Because I've never played the first one. Sure, sure. Um, why wouldn't you just add those into the game that you already have? That was the argument I made earlier with uh, Super Hot. That's true. Uh, but I think like the a DLC thing. I think the major thing here is, I mean, first of all, there's the graphical upgrades. Um, sure. Second of all, they fully expanded the town. I mean, it's it is a new game, 
altogether. You know, it's so not they like they probably built it from the ground up. Yeah, it's not additional yeah. content. Like it's not like here's some new mechanics. Like this is an entirely new town, a new game. Like there's just a lot sure. more. It, it's probably easier just to build it from the ground up instead of changing everything around. Um, and and the UI is massively uh, upgraded as well. I would say. The other one was very simplistic. It was simplistic, but it wasn't friendly, I guess. Um, now, at the time, this is early access, as it is in Peep Show. Um, a lot of the there are a lot of reviews saying that uh, it's buggy and stuff like that. Again, early access. I mean, what you expect? Have to expect it. Yeah. Um, you know, they're gonna. I expect it to be perfect. Well, people are like complaining, like, "Oh, I like the first one better." And why do they have to add all this shit? I'm like, "Well, we just play the first one, man." Like. Yeah, if the servers are still up, it gives a shit. Yeah. Um, well, the first one's no... I mean, it's not... Oh, is it not online? No, no. It's all yeah. just you. Um, but anyway, uh, Shopkeep 2, just... Electric Boogaloo. I like... I, it, it seems super cool. You like these games. I do like these games. Yeah. Although, like although the problem is, this kind of has the Stardew Valley uh, kind of thing where you have a time crunch, um, especially in the first game. Because you know your your shop would close at a specific time automatically. Right. If you didn't get shit done, then it wasn't you know you'd lose out on profits. This one you can actually open and close your shop as needed, um, and you can sell in the middle of the night. People will come to your store in the middle of the night if you're open, which is pretty cool, I think. Mm. Um, but then you have to make the choice of like, well, I need to close because I have shit to do. I need to go out and do stuff, um, or I've run out of products and you know whatever. Um, because the first one was very contained in your own store for the most part, whereas this is much more spread out. Like even picking up your your um, the products that you order, the first one it would just kind of pop up in your back room and you go back and get it and put it out. This one you order it and it actually shows up in a completely different building. It's not that far away, but still, it's you know you're leaving your shop unattended. I'm pretty sure like stealing is still involved in this. Mm. Um, I think there's some balancing things that need to be taken care of. Like, it, when customers are upset, like if something's too high, they'll like kick your fucking display stands, and they have like a durability Jesus. on. And they have there's like a durability on on your shit. Sure. And it's like it really like your your stuff degrades super fast from what I've seen. Um, oh. I think that should get changed. Maybe they will again early access. Who knows what they have in planned uh, as far as that goes? But oh oh, oh yeah. another thing that's cool. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it yet, but there's like an economy in this. Um, the first one, the, you know, you're making profit, but this, if you're selling too much of one thing, then it becomes saturated and therefore the price drops. People won't buy it as much uh, because, you know, everyone has it already. They don't really need it or want it. So you have to diversify, whereas the first one you could just spam like the same thing over and over, basically. Um, there, you know, people had needs or wants when they came in the first one. But you really, it didn't affect the economy of the game uh, all that much. Um, there's also a bank in this one, so you can bank your money um, if you need to. Uh, save it like for taxes, because there's taxes involved you have to pay. <laughs> of course, who doesn't taxes. want that in taxes their game? Taxes the video game. Yeah, do your taxes. You <laughs> IRS RPG. There you go. Um, but anyway, I think it's a really cool upgrade. Uh, as a, you know, I think people should calm their tits um, when it comes to the reviews and wait for it to advance through well, I switched. Access. I popped over on the, the first one and 
um, its recent reviews are very negative and they're all claiming that the, the, the devs have abandoned the first game and moved on to the sequel and the game's incomplete and unfinished already. <clears throat> Is What? The first what one, there wasn't... The first one... It's not like there was an end game. Do you like, want me to read some reviews? I mean, you're welcome to, but it's not like there was an end game to the first one. Like It, it was just make as much thing. profit as you can. Yeah. yeah, so devs have abandoned this game without finishing it, moved on to its sequel. I think the game is abandoned. Just, huh? I think we, like, people... How many hours do they have in it? Uh, four hours in this one. This one's 17. The game is abandoned and incomplete at this point. After two hours, you see everything, and after that and after that point, it is just a grind fest without any real enjoyment where 90% is done by robots, and you just press purchase and repair gazillion I just realized I didn't have the gameplay this entire time. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Shit. Here's my favorite one. Go. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. This is from uh, user Dragon. Mm. 7.4 hours. Uh, his review mm. somehow not inspired for playing this game. I love it. How eloquent. I'm gonna follow this guy <laughs> or girl. I told you. I told you. Steam reviews. That's how you should just treat your <laughs> how, how you purchase games from now on. Holy shit! This guy owns 1,400 games on Steam. That's ridiculous. I'm getting close to a thousand. That's I want to vomit. All right, good. Um, okay. but. Uh, even even if you would call the first game abandoned, which I think is stupid, since like you can't abandon a game that doesn't have an end. Like it's just you play it as much as you want, and that's it. Yeah. Um, even if you would consider it abandoned, they abandoned it to basically remake a game that's better, in my opinion, with like more stuff to do. You know, it's not like they abandoned the game and then went on to pl create a whole different game. True. You know, it's True. the same game with more stuff. Yeah. Essentially. Know. It's like anything else, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Anyway. Thank you. As always, Steam reviews are uh, just... Gold. Yes. Golden. Yep. <clears throat> uh, there you go for that, like, three minutes of gameplay, because I forgot to put it up there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how to find it yourself. And, of course, the link to this particular video will be in the description. Um, I think it's Paul Source Jr. that is doing this video. And, uh, anyway, you know what else is golden? Free fun. Free fun. This week on Free Fun, we have a game. Uh, it's just kind of cool mechanic. It's called Inch by Inch by Dare Looks. That's at least how it goes on Itch.io, which is where you can find it, uh, or Itch.io. Do you say Itchy or Itch.io? I say Itchio. Okay, thank you. Um, the whole point you're of this welcome. game is that you are a scientist and you are trying to find a formula to stop yourself from shrinking. However, as you're trying to find the formula to stop yourself from shrinking, you are, in fact, shrinking. So as you're moving around, you're going to get smaller and smaller, and then you have to find ways to uh, move things that are now larger than you or climb up on the counters to reach things. Uh, and it's a pretty cool little game. Have you played? This is a... I haven't. I downloaded this. I look forward to playing it. Okay. But to me, this is a very... Like the floor is lava game that you play when you're a kid. Sure. Well, just I don't know. It's like like you just you take it to that nth degree where it's like I don't know. Didn't you ever? Did, don't you have a you know a sense of imagination at all? When you oh were yeah, a kid? I did. Yeah? And oh. then I was slowly crushed as I grew. Good, good. <laughs> no, so like I 
I want to say that when I was a kid, not this specifically about the shrinking thing, but just like suddenly you couldn't move your arm or one of your legs doesn't work anymore. So you're trying to do whatever. Well, I remember like, like you play, task. you play whatever game, like whatever versus whatever. And then you get shot and you're like, Oh, my arm's gone. Yeah. Like that's what this reminds me of. Like, okay. Stuff like this. Like, like you're slowly becoming more and more encumbered and you're like, ah, oh, shit. And yeah. it becomes more challenging. Okay. I see it, what you're it just saying. feels like a game that you made up when you were a kid, when you oh. were bored. Oh, That's what it reminds I see what me you're of. saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, here's a very boring thing that we have to do. Here's how we make it fun. You know, like the floor is lava. Like, oh, we got to put our clothes away, but we can't touch the floor because it's lava. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. in this case, like, oh, I got to save my life, but that's kind of boring. So let's make myself... Shrink, shrink as you do it exactly yeah saving See? you're welcome saving your life is fun yeah when i think make, so when you use your imagination imagination um but no i look forward to playing this this looks very cool yeah without spoiling anything like i mean obviously you're also at the same time while it's uh while you're shrinking and oh, there it goes shrinking uh little by little you're also trying to figure out the formula right which is you have a little whiteboard to, to, not, follow to not shrink yourself. Not too. So, uh, really cool, interesting little compact game uh, with a cool uh, idea. You know yeah. what else is a cool idea? Oh, by the way, I did look up. I did my job. I looked up the price on this. Uh, oh, please tell us. So it's free. Wow. So you are a stud. They do have it set up. That's one of the reasons why I like Itchio so much. Is it's like, hey, this game's free, but. Support you your swing two, yeah. If you want to swing two bucks to the dev, go for it. Like yes. I, I enjoy stuff like that. Did you swing two bucks to the dev? Yes. Look at you, all altruistic. That was an SAT word, altruistic. Uh, I took the ACT. So. What a little bitch. That's what they had <laughs> in my area. I had to take the ACT. I couldn't take the SAT. What? Why'd you call me a little bitch? Yeah. I don't know because. You're a little ACT bitch. I don't know. What that I don't know what that means. Getting all kind of new nicknames. Oh, I, I can come up with a whole list. <sighs> hey, you know what? What? It's the end of the show. Hey. Uh, if you enjoyed this it. show and uh, you want to help us uh, in in a financial kind of way, you can. Uh, <laughs> Whizfish got modded. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if you enjoy this show and you want to help us in a financial sort of way, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieGameRiot. It's always appreciated. Or, of course, you can do what uh, the Whizfish and also Eric actually supports the show in that way himself um, mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. providing your Twitch, your free Twitch Prime subscription to us uh, on a monthly basis. You, ha you do have to re-up that every month. I don't have no idea why they don't allow automatic renewal of that, but whatever. Um, it's Twitch. Or you can just pay straight out of your pocket if you're that generous. That's cool, too. Whatever's up to you. Appreciate it. Uh, and of course, that goes all into the show to help it, uh, like things like website and hosting. You know, depending on how much we get, we have plans. Fly like, me out somewhere. Yeah, sure. Send me to E3. To, well, that's 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 a while from now. <laughs> First thing would be like stuff to give back to the fans, but whatever. You know. Who are they? I don't know them. <laughs> what fans? <laughs> what fans? <laughs> Except for that fan that's blowing on your leg right now. Uh, it's on my face, thank you. Sure it is. <laughs> sure. Uh, so other ways that you can help us is going to Twitter uh, with things like... or not. Let me start that over. 
Other ways you can help us is finding things like news uh, regarding indie games or finding new indie games or be able to interview, things like that. And sure. uh, send it to us on Twitter at IGR Podcast or Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast. Or if you're an old person, you can use email. Is that the old thing now? People don't use snail mail anymore. All those people are dead, right? I mean, I, I still mail bills and stuff. How old are you? 32. You're ancient. You'd be surprised when you uh, a house payment comes up missing and your bank's calling you wanting to know where the payment went. If you can track that check. Well, I mean, that's, that's what a bank statement's for. Yeah, but you don't get a bank statement when you pay it online. I mean, you get a receipt. Oh, do you? Where does it go? Your email. A digital usually. receipt? Yeah. Come on. Oh, I don't trust that. I don't trust that technology. I don't trust the internet. I don't trust the net. Uh, <laughs> so you can email us, contact at indiegameride.com. Uh, anything else you want to say before we leave? Stay indie. You got to come up with a new catchphrase. Why? That's like the best catchphrase. Play indie Go games. start your own riot. Go start your own riot. Don't use ours. Make sure you use the shells to wipe. Come up with a new tagline for Eric, and maybe we'll send you a free game. How about that? There you go. Indie Game Riot, the old bitch. <laughs> the old bitch. There you go. <laughs> we have been around for five years now. It's a long time. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't celebrate it this year, but May 5th was actually our birthday. Oh. Five years we've been around. 150 episodes today. We didn't really get make a big deal about that either. I figured I'd wait until like at least 200. Why? Well, just, you know, 150 more. It'll be fine. Oh, that'd be 300. Learn your math. No, we're going backwards. It'll be episode one. What? So like next week episode will be number 149. And we'll start going backwards. Oh, until like the Benjamin Button of podcast. There you go. Okay. Uh, say your goodbye. Goodbye. Toodles! Toodles!